Good evening and welcome to Tuesday Night Bible Study with Neely Church Ministries. Pastor Hammond and myself, Valencia Hammond, are just going to let the Lord use us as we walk through the Word tonight. We'll be talking about drawing closer and nigher to God. Uh, our scripture to text tonight will be from Luke the third chapter. We'll also go into James the second chapter. Amen. And we're so happy to be able to come to you tonight with the word of God. And as we said, we're coming to you from Ruth the third chapter and James the fourth chapter, speaking about growing closer to God. What does it take? Um, what What do you desire? Um, all our desires should be what? To grow closer to what? To God. Mm -hmm. To have that intimate relationship with Him. There's so much authority and so much power that we have, but it's because we're disconnected from God that we don't have it and can mm -hmm. function in our true roles as children of God. Mm -hmm. For we have power. We have access to God. We have um, the anointing to do His will. Amen. And everything that He's called us to do, He's placed in us. Mm -hmm the power and the joy and the satisfaction to accomplish all of his goals. Amen. Jesus never left 80 miles from his homeland mm -hmm. in his ministry, but he told us before he left, he said, you would do much greater things than I. And I just believe that, that the people of God have fallen short of that glory Amen. because we haven't committed ourselves and hadn't talked to God to grow closer to him to see what he wants us to do. So let us go to um, James, the fourth chapter first, James 4, and begin reading verse number 7 through 10. All right. We just want to invite the Father in tonight. We just thank you. Thank him for his presence tonight. We thank you for those that are on tonight. We thank you that your hearts are open and receptive to receiving the word of God. And we give God glory, honor, and praise in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 To God be the glory. Amen. So let us go to James, the fourth chapter, and let us begin to read, How do you grow closer to God? James 4, beginning with no, verse number 7. James prayed, laid it out so eloquently, so uh, precise, so um, direct to show us how to grow closer to God. So as we take this moment, and let us go now into the word of God. Verse number seven says, Submit yourselves therefore to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw nigh to God, and he will draw, draw nigh to you. Cleanse your hands, ye sinners, and purify your hearts, ye double-minded. Be afflicted, and mourn, and weep. Let your laughter be turned to mourning and your joy to heaviness. Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord, and he shall lift you up. So James tells us in his epistle how to grow closer to God. There are three steps in this famous scripture that James uh, wants us to know. The first thing, he starts off with verse number seven. Mm -hmm. um, and He's actually right in trying to tell the people how, how to overcome con conflict uh, with people and God. Uh, let's just begin to read that, that. Let's go back to that, the first verse of that, that chapter. The uh, verse number 7a says, Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. 
So and he he he's he's writing because they had conflict in their lives and conflict with God, just like so many people today. You have something that you're battling in your life, and you're having something that you're dealing with. And sometimes we even blame God. We even um, feel like God is a far off. But to God be the glory, God is calling us to draw nigh to him. Amen. And when you look at verse number one in chapter four of the book of James, it says, wasn't the source of conflict Mm -hmm. among you. Mm -hmm. So um, James is asking, what, what, what is the conflict among you? We got wars and rumors of wars, racial tension, um, hatred because of um, class or status or um, what a person may know. And uh, we always have a conflict within. Jealousy runs rampant. Lust is a, is a sin that we can't ever get over mm -hmm. all of our lives. 60, a 60-year-old 60 person can still lust after something. Mm -hmm. As a child lusts after, that's a sin that we can't ever grow out of. And we, we have conflicts um, with, with, with each other and with ourselves. Mm -hmm. And um, James is saying, what is the source of conflict among you? Mm -hmm. What is the source of your dispute? Don't they come from the craving that are at war in your own lives? Mm -hmm. So we have some cravings in our own life. And one of the biggest things is lust. That's a sin that we can never grow out of. And lust is not just a sexual sin. Yeah. Lust, lust is, is, you can lust after something that someone has. You can uh, lust somebody's somebody else's finances somebody else's jobs oh, yeah. somebody else's possessions you know you can lust for things that really are not in your reach and not for you to have yeah so it's not it's not by um sexual sin that people grow out of that in, in, in their olden days but mm -hmm. they still have lust on the inside mm -hmm. and that's a sin that we can never grow out of mm -hmm. because we desire what we see uh, -huh. uh we desire um, like the Bible says, hell is never full, neither are the eyes of man ever satisfied. So your eyes will never be satisfied. And it causes conflict within us. And Amen. it causes us to separate from God. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. those, those, those things that we deal with causes us to back away from God. And we wonder where God is. We feel like he has moved mm -hmm. when we are done the moving on our own. Mm -hmm. That's why James says um, in verse number two, mm -hmm. you long for something you don't have. Amen. So you commit murder. Mm -hmm. and he's, he, it's, it's different ways committing murder, not physical murder, but talking about destroying someone's character. Amen. Um, that's what James is talking. It's more than just um, destroying the physical life of a person. Amen. Mm -hmm. um, you are jealous for something mm -hmm. you can't get, so you struggle and fight. Mm -hmm. You don't have because you don't ask. Mm -hmm. You ask and don't have because you ask with evil intentions Amen. to waste it on your own cravings. Mm -hmm. So James is saying, um, you have not because you, you've asked not, and when you ask, you ask for your own cravings Amen. and desires, not for the benefit God, not to benefit your brother or your family or sister, mm -hmm. just to, for you to have what? Emotional pleasure. Amen. And God said he will give you the desires of your heart, um, but you have to line up your heart with his word. Mm -hmm. Amen. So um, James is saying, you, you, what you're asking for is for evil intentions. Amen. Then verse number, number four says, you unfaithful people, don't you know that friendship 
with the world? Makes you enemy with God? Or do you suppose that scripture is meaningless? So do you feel like the scripture is not worth nothing? Because when you join forces with God, you're separating yourself from what? From the world. From the world. Mm -hmm. And you're accepting that what? That separation mm -hmm. to walk with what? A almighty God. Mm -hmm. And keep on reading. Doesn't God long for our faithfulness mm -hmm. and the, the life he has given to us? But he gave, he gives us more grace. This is why it says God stands against the proud but favors the humble. Mm -hmm. So he, he he loves the what? The humble. Amen. And he gives grace to the humble, but he resists what? The, the proud. proud. Mm -hmm. So um, that's why James comes along and goes into this what? Into the scripture where he says what? Submit yourself to God. So three ways to get closer to him. Mm -hmm. To overcome those desires. To overcome that lust. To overcome that warring within yourself. Mm -hmm. To, over, to overcome um, always own cravings for yourself of evil intentions. Mm -hmm. And you won't even know it's evil because you'll be focusing it on yourself so much that you've stepped away from the plan of God for your life. Mm -hmm. So the first thing he says in verse 7, therefore submit yourself to what? To God. Mm -hmm. So the first thing you have to do, you have to submit yourself to God if you're going to grow closer to him. And how do you submit yourself to God? Not just doing what you agree with, mm -hmm. but you have to do what he says in his word and mm -hmm. things that you don't agree with. So you even have to love your neighbor. Mm -hmm. Love that coworker that causes you all these problems. Mm -hmm. Love that family member that has rejected you and abandoned you. Love your neighbor who causes um, strife within your relationship. Forget the past mm -hmm. and move on to bigger and brighter things. Amen. Mm -hmm. Get out of Egypt and move on to the promised land mm -hmm. and love your neighbor as yourself. Amen. So you have to submit to God. Mm -hmm. Submitting to God is what? Reading his word, praying, subjecting yourself to his what? Methods. Realizing you're not the creator of the world. He is. Mm -hmm. So submit yourself to what? To him. Not only submit yourself, but when he says resist to what? The devil. That's the next step. So you have to submit to God, then resist to what? The, the devil. devil. Mm -hmm. So when the devil comes with temptation, with things that you um, have liked in your past, things that um, causes your mind to, to drift, you have to be like Job and say, like Job says, I would, I've learned to control my what? My eyes. He had a meeting with his eyes <laughs> and told his eyes, you're going to follow and do what I say, and I'm not going to follow you. He starts that chapter off by saying that. I'm going to be in control of the eyes, and eyes, you're going to follow me. We have to make that conversation with ourselves. When we see the riches of the world, when we see the possessions, and we immediately begin to desire. Mm -hmm. And we're going to walk to things of the world because we come from the world. Amen. And we haven't conquered that flesh. Mm -hmm. So the Bible is right. We're going to want the things that we come from. Mm -hmm. And that's what? The ground we came, the earth we're going to what? Desire. Amen. But the spiritual things are what? Everlasting. So you have to resist the devil. Mm -hmm. When the devil tells you something or when the devil comes up with 
his propaganda agenda, you have to flee from it. Amen. And tell the devil, I'm going to be in what? Control. Amen. That's the power that you have. Amen. You have to be in control of your own life mm -hmm. and decide to follow Jesus. And when you resist the devil, so first is submit to God mm -hmm. and his teachings and his word. Second is the what? Resist the devil. And he will run away from you. Mm -hmm. Come near to God. Mm -hmm. And he will come near to you. So when you resist the devil, you have to be like Jesus when he was in the wilderness for 40 days. Let the word of God be your power to overcome him. Mm -hmm. Throw that scripture back on Satan. Amen. And his demonic forces that have what? Uh, trying to what? Attack you. Amen. And when you throw that scripture back on him, he has to flee you from a season. Amen. Because he can't fight the word of God. Because mm -hmm. the word of God is going to not return to Jesus and the Father void. Amen. So Satan can't shake the word of God. Amen. He has to be, because he's not going to come back to him what? God void. Lord, amen. As the devil has destroyed him. Mm -hmm. He might trick the word and twist it like he did Eve in the Garden of Eden. Oh, God didn't tell you you wouldn't be, he'd be like, he, he wouldn't hurt you. He, he just didn't want you to be like him. That's and, why you have to know the word for yourself. That's, that comes in with meditating on the word. Mm -hmm. And even if you don't understand the word, continually read it. Because God is going to, he's going to break it down for you. He's going to uh, confirm his word. He's going to, whatever you read, you didn't understand, he will confirm his word through others. You know, he'll he'll speak to you and give you directions in his, with the word. And you have to use take that word and use that word as you say you you want once that word is on the inside of you and you tell Satan when he comes up against you. Once you've submitted to when you submitted to God and, and he comes up against you, then you have the word on the inside and you use the word as uh, your weapon. And when you're using the word as your weapon, you can you can tell Satan, Satan, I recognize you. When that temptation mm -hmm. comes in, when that person, situation, whatever it is, comes against you, you can tell Satan, I recognize you, and you can use the word, and you just constantly speak that word back, and, and that's resisting him right there. Mm -hmm. you resisting him when you using that authority. The word is authority. The word is, a, is power. It's your sword. So you use that word against him, yeah, and he will flee from you. So the word is our tool, is our weapon uh -huh. in our spiritual war, warfare. Mm -hmm. Put on the arm of God and the, the, the word will what? Be a sword in the, in the midst of the battle. And you can cut the devil down and put him under subjection with the word. And the word causes you to uh, draw nigh. So mm -hmm. the closer you come to God, get that word on the inside of you, spit it back at the devil. So no matter how old or young you may be, the more word you have in you, the stronger power you have. Amen. And young people, you need the word in you right now. There's so much going on mm -hmm. that's trying to attack your lives. Yes. And attack uh, what's going on in your future. I just don't know what the world is going to be 30 years from now when those 20 years old, mm -hmm. 20 year olds are 50 and mm -hmm. 60 dealing with the foolishness that they have to deal with now. You need more word in you. Mm -hmm. Where's the world going? Where, where, where are we headed? 
with a lack of word in what? The people. Mm -hmm. So the word needs to what? Go forth. And when you have the word, you can resist the devil. Mm -hmm. And draw nigh to God. You got to ask God. You got to plead God. Compel yourself to what? To follow God. Mm -hmm. Spend time with him. Mm -hmm. Make time for what? Fellowshipping with God. Amen. Let there be a designated time in your life where nothing else matters. Mm -hmm. Not just on church Sunday, on Sunday, on, on, on Sunday on, uh, at church at 11 a.m. Mm -hmm. um, but... Make some other times where it's just you and God. Amen. And if you pursue him and knock on his door, he will answer your prayers. Amen. But you have to make yourself what? Available. For he says in verse number number eight, come near to God and he will come near to you. Mm -hmm. Wash your hands, mm -hmm. ye sinners. When James says this, wash your hands, it means what? To consecrate yourself and separate from things that may be causing your walk with God to be hindered. Mm -hmm. Wash yourself. And what washes, what does the washing in our life as Christians? The words. The word of God. Mm -hmm. And the what? The blood of Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. Then it says what? Purify your hearts, ye double-minded. Purify yourself. The only pure words that we have are those words of what? Of God. Purify yourself. Get back to what's true and standard that will not fall, that will last for what? Forever. Something that's pure is not going to be tarnished mm -hmm. and not going to what? Fade away. Amen. The word of God has been, been burned by and tried by fire and the purities has been wiped away mm -hmm. and there's nothing but solid goodness that can help you every day of what? Your life. Mm -hmm. So wash your hands and purify your heart. Then verse 9 says, cry out in sorrow, mm -hmm. mourn and weep. Let your laughter become mourning and your joy become sadness. When you realize how much God loves you and you realize how much of a sinner you truly are and you realize what Jesus has done for you in your life, you ought to mourn. Not only be happy, but be mournful also. Sadness should come to you because you realize that you have fallen short of the one that created the universe. You fell away so much that he had to send his son himself to die on your behalf. That ought to make you humble right there. Mm -hmm. Ought to make you recognize that you have a loved one, a redeemer, that loves you mm -hmm. that much. Amen. Mm -hmm. It should be something that slows you down and makes you think. Then verse number 10, humble yourselves before the Lord and he will lift you. Amen. So James was saying at the beginning of the chapter, um, the reason why you're so distraught and so tangled up and so um, caught up in disputes with yourself is because of that ego. You're, you're wanting to be in control. Mm -hmm. And he says what? Humble yourself. Mm -hmm. Humble yourself before God and let God lift you up. Amen. And when you humble yourself, he will what? Lift you up. He will put you in places for him that you never thought you would be. Amen. 
But don't you try to do it. Let God lead you in the right direction. And when you resist the devil, submit yourself to God, mm -hmm. and humble yourself, it starts the process of you growing closer to God. Amen. That's right. It's a process of growing closer to God. It's not going to happen tonight, but it can begin tonight. Amen. Mm -hmm. It has to start somewhere in your life. Mm -hmm. A change just doesn't come overnight. Mm -hmm. If it does, it's going to come with a whole lot of fighting and um, arguing and, and, and pushing back. Mm -hmm. But God says, let that change go over you as a lifetime. And we're not perfect until we stand in front of the Almighty God mm -hmm. and hear him say, well done, good, and faithful servant. Amen. But submit yourself to God. Mm -hmm. Resist the devil and humble yourself and he will lift you up. Amen. And as a passage in the scripture in Ruth, the third chapter, as we turn to Ruth, third chapter, that breaks it down so clear for us. It talks about a young lady who um, husband had died and uh, father-in-law had died and she was living with her mother-in-law. Mm -hmm. And she did not have the right to redeem the land and redeem a, a, a livelihood for herself. And her mother-in-law told her to go and talk to a redeemer mm -hmm. by the name of Boaz. This Boaz is the redeemer that can restore her and restore um, the land and give them a chance and an opportunity to recover from what they had lost in their journey. And the story is just a story of all of our lives. Mm -hmm. We lost some things along the way. Uh, we have a redeemer by the name of Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. He is our Boaz. And he's able to stand at the city door and the city gate and take back what the devil may have stolen in your life. Amen. He's the one that's able to redeem what you may be looking for and what you've lost in your life. And when you look at that chapter, it talks about Boaz being the redeemer. And Boaz says, there was one that may be able to redeem your stuff. Mm -hmm. But if he doesn't, then I will step in and redeem it for you. The Bible is talking about the Old Testament. The Old Testament was a legal right. If we would have kept the law, it would have gave us a chance to redeem ourselves. But no man could redeem himself because we were born in sin. Mm -hmm. So the first the man that um, Boaz was talking about when he talks to Ruth, he said, if that man doesn't step up and say anything for you, when I go to the city gate to redeem your land and your mother-in-law, because you're my kin people, if he doesn't say anything, then I will step up for you. And I'm so glad Jesus stepped up for us because the Old Testament, he spoke for us, mm -hmm. but it was saying they're a bunch of sinners because we have broken the law. So that man couldn't stand up for us. So we needed a kinsman redeemer. Amen. On, that, on judgment day, we need somebody to stand up for us. And that's what Jesus has done. For he is the, the truth and the life. He is the resurrection. Mm -hmm. 
So when you look at that chapter in Ruth third chapter, and Boaz is saying, but there's a man that can stand up for you. If he doesn't do it, then I will do it. And the Old Testament couldn't give us everlasting life because it threw the book at us because we were what? Sinners. We had broken the law somewhere along the line. So that, that man stayed quiet for us. But Jesus said, I'll go redeem man. Mm -hmm. And when you look at what Ruth's mother-in-law told her, how to get close to Boaz, there's a lesson for that for us today. So we're going to just read Ruth, the third chapter, beginning with verse number one. Then Naomi, her mother-in-law, said unto her, My daughter, shall I... Shall I not seek rest for thee, that it may be well with thee? And now is not Boaz, Boaz of the kindred, with whose maidens thou waste? Behold, he winneth barley tonight in the threshing floor. Wash thyself therefore, and anoint thee, and put thy raiment upon thee, and get thee down to the floor. Let's stop right there. Mm -hmm. The first thing she says, mm -hmm. go down to the threshing floor, mm -hmm. because... Boaz would be there. And she had to, many times we take this scripture and we say that, and we make it, we twist it and say that she went down to the dressing floor and saw Boaz and there was something um, almost X-rated that took place. You have to realize the Bible in that same chapter says that she had to wait till he laid down to recognize which one he was. So he was not in the, on the dressing floor by himself. You keep reading the, the, the Bible, it says that what all the men who worked in the field were out at the what dressing floor. They didn't go back to their homes many miles away. They slept at the dressing floor. Mm -hmm. So it was not like Boaz was there by himself. So let, we need to get over that, that she laid at his feet and they were by themselves. That whole place, she had to wait. Her mother-in-law say, wait and find out where he lays when he gets tired and then go to him. And later on in the chapter, it says that what? The men were told by him to help her. And she had to wait. And she got up early before anybody else woke up on the dressing floor to leave. So that means they were not by themselves. So let's just get over that part of the scripture. I mean, that, that belief that we have that she did something by laying on his feet and getting under his robe. That's just man-made. But the Bible says, first thing her mother-in-law told her, in verse number three, wash herself. Mm -hmm. There's a lesson in that. Mother-in-law told her five things to help her go to Boaz, and he will redeem her after the encounter. She went and did what her mother-in-law says, like the word tells us to do, to grow closer to God. That's what the word is. It's like a mother-in-law that's advising us on how to grow closer to God. And when she got the advice from mother-in-law, read verse number three again. Wash thyself therefore okay, and anoint so, thee. So the first thing, before she has to be anointed to go see her Redeemer, first thing she had to do was wash herself. Wash means what? Let the word of God wash you. What washes us? The word. In 1 Corinthians 7, chapter 1, verse, it says the word is cleaning us by washing away mm -hmm. our sins. Mm -hmm. Ephesians, the fifth chapter, tells us that it's a washing 
of the spirit that the word is what is doing. Mm -hmm. The word is what is the war, the same way water is to the body and bathing, the word is to the soul and spirit and cleaning. Mm -hmm. The same way we wash these physical bodies. First John 1, 7 through 9, it says the blood also what? Cleanses us. Mm -hmm. So not only is the word washing us, but the blood is washing us, according to First John chapter 1, 7 through 9 verse. Mm -hmm. So before we can go see Boaz, our Redeemer, or Jesus Christ, our Redeemer, and encounter him and grow closer to him, and do what James says, submit yourself and resist the devil and humble yourself, now we need to grow closer to him by taking the next step. We have to wash. The word is what washes us. Mm -hmm. Like we said earlier, the more words you have, the more power you have mm -hmm. and access to God. Amen. Then mother-in-law said something else. What's that to wash? She says, anoint thee and put thy raiment upon thee. So anointing in the Old Testament means to put the fragrance on, the oil, the fragrance. So you have to have the fragrance when you go to God. The fragrance of a praiser, the fragrance of a worshiper. What you what you do between your relationship and God goes up, like the Bible says, as sweet aroma Amen. unto you, unto him. Amen. You can wash yourself all you want knowing the word, mm -hmm. but if you smell bad because there's no praise, mm -hmm. there's no prayer life, there's no fasting, there's no joy in the spirit, your access may be hindered. You have to what? Have the fragrance. Sweet smelling savior. That's the consecration of yourself, separating from um, the things of the world. Gives you a, a sweet aroma unto God. Separating yourself. And the Holy Spirit has to do this. And the Holy Spirit covers you. That's what the anointing was all about. The anointing of the Holy Spirit to keep the parasites and all those things from off the animal. When the shepherd would anoint the heads of the sheep, Amen. That all would come down their head and keep all those insects that wanted to go into their nostril and around their mouth. Yeah. It would make it sticky where the insects wouldn't want to go. It would protect their ears from parasites mm -hmm. and all their eyelids and around their head. Mm -hmm. They had to be a net, um, covered with the oil to what? Have a peaceful life. Amen. That's what the oil is for. To protect your ears, protect your sight, to protect your mouth, protect the um, things that you bring into your body consecration of yourself. It's a sweet fragrance. It's surrender. Wash and put on a fragrance. What's the next step? In it says, it wash, says put thy raiment on thee and get down to the floor. So the next step put on your good clothes of your spiritual warfare. Isaiah 61st chapter, verse 1 through 3, and all the way to verse 10. This is the scripture that Jesus read on the day that he went to the temple, and it was his turn to read in front of the congregation. And he said, this is an acceptable year of the Lord. Mm -hmm. I've been sent to what? Speak and bring good tidings, meaning good news. Amen. So when you go in front of God, wrap yourself in the good news of Jesus Christ. Praising him, joy, having good news on the inside. 
That's what the gospel is all about. That's our spiritual what? Clothes. Amen. You ought to be happy. Just, oh, the first four books of the New Testament should bring to you all the joy you need in life. Knowing that the Savior has come. The angels announced him when Jesus showed up that night. Said, behold, I bring you good tidings, good news. Unto you a child is born. Unto you a Savior has been what? Given. A son has been given to you. King of kings and Lord of lords. Wonderful counselor. Prince of peace. Mother-in-law told her what? Wash, put on the fragrance of praise and put on some good raiment. For us today, that means what? Knowing that good news of Jesus Christ. Amen. Then you keep on reading verse number five and she gives us two more instructions. I mean, in verse number four. She says, to get down to the floor, but make thyself known unto the man, but make not thyself known unto the man. Until he shall have done eating and drinking. So, mother-in-law tells her, when you get down to the dressing floor, in other words, there's going to be some people there. Uh-huh. So, make, make, don't make yourself known to the man yet. Uh-huh. That goes to tell you they went down there by themselves. So, when, when she gets down there, if it had only been just two, them two, Boaz would have looked and said, who is this? But she came, don't make yourself known to him yet. In other words, had many more people there. Uh-huh. And the Bible says all the men slept there. After working in the field. And when he lays down and gets tired after eating, remember where he's laying down, for you can go back, what? To him. Amen. Let's keep on reading. Number four said, And it shall be when he lieth down that thou shalt mark the place where he shall lie, and thou shalt go in and uncover his feet and lay thee down, and he will tell thee what thou shalt do. So, she followed and her mother, mother-in-law instruction. And when she saw Boaz find where he was going to lay on the dressing floor, she knew that it was him. Mm-hmm. And mother-in-law said, now mark that place uh-huh. where he lays. Mm-hmm. Not the other people. Mark where he lays and I want you to go to him. And when you get there, lay at his feet. Mm-hmm. That's the fourth thing. Mm-hmm. After you wash, after you put yourself in the fragrance of the anointing of God... And after he put on some good clothes on the gospel of Jesus and what he's done for us, now you have to be fully committed. When you laid at, when you, in the Old Testament, when somebody laid at their, a person's feet, they were fully committed to hearing what they're saying. Uh, when Mary and Martha and Mary, um, when Jesus came by to see him, one laid at his feet and the other was so busy. And Jesus said, she's chosen the right thing. Because she's committed. Mm-hmm. So when you lay at the feet of Jesus, you have to be what? Fully committed Amen. to him. Mm-hmm. Surrendering to what? To him. Mm-hmm. And accepting him as what? Your redeemer. Amen. So when Ruth went to um, Boaz, and she remember where he had laid down. When they got dog, she went by him and laid at his feet. Mm-hmm. And he's going to wake up and wonder what's going on. But she did that as a sign of surrenderance. I need you to be my redeemer. Amen. You're the only kinfolk I have. I need you to step up for me and to save me and my mother-in-law. And when she did that, that opened the door mm-hmm. for Boaz to recognize 
who she was. Because what the Bible says. Number five says, and she said unto her, all that thou sayest unto me, I will do. And when she went down unto the floor and did according to all that her mother-in-law, her mother-in-law bathed her. And when Boaz had eaten and drunk and his heart was merry, he went to lie down at the end of the heap of corn. And she came softly and uncovered his feet and laid her down. And it came to pass at midnight that the man was afraid and turned himself. And behold, a woman lay at his feet. And he said, Who art thou? And she answered, I am Ruth, thine handmaid. Spread therefore thy skirt over thine handmaid, for thou art a near kinsman. And he said, Blessed be thou of the Lord, my daughter, for thou hast showed more kindness in the latter end than at the beginning, inasmuch as thou followest not young men, whether poor or rich. And now, my daughter, fear not, I will, I will do to thee all that thou requires. For all the city of my people doeth know that thou art a virtuous woman. So, by her doing that, laying at his feet and being fully committed, she got the full complement of the being what? Of the redemption. Mm -hmm. In John 7, uh, chapter 1 to 17, and um, John 14, chapter 21st verse, when you surrender all to God, you will get a blessing. She got the blessing mm -hmm. by him saying, all that you desire, we just read the scripture, mm -hmm. I will do for you. That's right. She got the complimentary blessing. Ephesians 1 and 3 says, um, he reassured her of what she was looking for. Mm-hmm. And that's what God is going to do when you come fully committed to him. But first you have to wash yourself with the word. Anoint yourself with the Holy Spirit by pleading for the Holy Spirit and the anointing of God. Third thing, you have to what? Put on the good clothes of the gospel. Mm -hmm. Let your light so shine so when you go in places, people recognize you as a child of God. Mm -hmm. Just carry yourself in the gospel of Jesus Christ. The fourth thing, be fully committed. Lay at Jesus' feet. Look for him. Find out where he is and mark the spot. Mm -hmm. And when you have it, get that opportunity to go to him and lay at his feet. Amen. And he will recognize you. And what you're looking for and the desires of your heart, mm -hmm. he will bless you. Amen. This chapter tells us so much about how you need to come to the Redeemer. James tells us how to grow closer to God. But these are the steps of going closer to your kinsman, Redeemer, which is Jesus Christ. Because the Old Testament can't save you. That man can't do nothing for you. But accuse you as being a sinner by doing the law at you. Because you've lied somewhere, you didn't obey your mother and father some, sometimes, you didn't respect God, uh, you said some things that you shouldn't have said. You wanted your neighbor's stuff and coveted things in your own life. But then there's a redeemer mm -hmm. that looked over all your faults and he saw your need. Amen. 
and she needed somebody to stand up for her at the city gate so she can get that land back for her and her mother-in-law could have a peaceful life. And God did everything that he said he was going to do. Mm. And the Bible says that uh, she became what? The grandmother of King David. Because God had that plan for her in her life. She was the mother of Jesse, and Jesse was the mother of what? Of David. And Jesse followed her everywhere she went in her last days as a blessing to remember what God had done for him. God will do it for you. Amen. He has a blessing for you. Amen. But these are the steps that God has laid out of how to grow closer to your kinsman, Redeemer. Amen. Which is Jesus Christ today. Mm -hmm. He's the one that's sitting at the right hand of God the Father, interceding on your behalf. Amen. He's the one that on judgment day will call the shots <laughs> and put things up under his feet. Amen. He's the one that will stand at the city gate on judgment day and say, come on, child, she belongs to me. I am her redeemer. Mm -hmm. Father, remember what I did on the cross when you see her. And my blood makes a difference over her life. Some powerful words we're going to hear one day. Let your wrath, Father, not fall upon him. Mm -hmm. That's why the Bible says that the lamb that was slain from the foundation of the world, sitting in front of God right now, just remind him of what Jesus has done for us. And we shall wash our robes in the blood of the Lamb. We shall look like him forever. Because mm. we'll wash our robes in the blood of the Lamb. Wash, anoint yourself with the fragrance of praise and worship. Put on the good news of the gospel as your clothing. Be committed to go to Jesus' feet and then be ready to receive the blessing. Amen. There may be somebody today who may not know Jesus Christ for yourself. And you may not know him and you're trying to grow closer to God on your own. And you may have not heard about Ruth in the third chapter and what her mother-in-law told her to grow, how to grow Get closer to her kinsman redeemer. Mm -hmm. You may not have heard what James told us in the Bible, the brother of Jesus, on how to grow closer by being submitting yourself to God, resisting the devil, and humbling yourself before him. These are the steps that will not lead you in the wrong direction. You'll be so blessed to know and to grow in the favor of Almighty God. Amen. But if you don't know Jesus for yourself, I'm going to say a prayer right now. Your destiny can start tonight to being and living the very best life possible that God has for you. But it has to take a first step by you giving your life to Christ. The washing has to start tonight. I'm going to say a prayer. If you believe by faith, I want you to say that prayer along with me. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, I come now. Forgive me, Lord God, of my sins. 
I repent of things I did knowing and unknowing. I believe that Jesus is the Son of God. I believe that He died on the cross of Calvary, gave the Lord's Supper, paid for my sins that the next day, died on that cross. But early that Sunday morning, got up with all power in his hand. I believe he's sitting at the right hand of God the Father, interceding on our behalf. I believe that he is my kinsman redeemer. And he's standing up for me right now, even though I'm not perfect in any way. Wash me. Cleanse me. Create in me a clean heart and renew a right spirit within me. Until that day I see you face to face and hear you, Lord, say, well done, good and faithful servant. Have mercy on me. Let me be part of the holy family of God. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen, amen, and amen. To God be the glory. We're so happy um, to be able to fellowship with you tonight mm -hmm. as we looked into um, James, the fourth chapter, verses 1 through 10, as well as Ruth, chapter number 3. Mm -hmm. How to grow closer to God. Amen. James says the first step is submit to God, recognize who God is. Mm -hmm. Resist the devil and humble yourself because God resisted the proud. Then Ruth explained to us how to get personally close to God. Wash yourself. Anoint yourself. Put on new clothes of good news. Mm -hmm. Lay at his feet. Then be ready to receive the blessing. Whatever you're looking for, God has it for you right now. Amen. But you have to come to him. Ruth could have turned around at any time when she saw all those men at the dressing floor, but her reputation exceeded her. Because Boaz said, I heard about you and how hard you work in the field. And before she left, he gave her 60 pounds of wheat to carry back for her and her mother-in-law to eat. So the blessing started right then. Before she even got the land and all the things that belong to possessions of the men who worked for Boaz had to put this together for her. She had access to his water and say, nobody mess with her. Let her drink the water that you drink and give her um, 60 pounds of wheat. What a blessing. You have not because you ask not. Whatever you're looking for, God can provide. Amen. So like James says, get over it. Get over your disputes with one another. You have not because you ask not. Amen. Amen. We love you, Ed Neely. We want the very best for you. We ask that you continue to support us. Keep growing in the word of God. Amen. Let God use you. God is able to do all things. We love you. We want you to be blessed. Stay faithful to the kingdom of God. 
and God will stay faithful to you. Remember, keep a smile on your face, for that smile may be blessing somebody along the way. And we're getting ready to have uh, a clothing giveaway at Neely on July, I'm on June the 11th. We'll be giving t-shirts for kids and uh, hygiene packs to the adults on June 11th, starting at 12 noon to 2, p 2, a, yeah, to 2 p.m. And we're we inviting you to come by. God is really blessing us with so many churches getting on board with this program. So come by June 11th, um, starting at noon, to receive a book sack with some t-shirts in it for your children to have some summer clothes as well as be able to use that under their uniforms when they go back to school in the wintertime. We love you. Be blessed. Stay encouraged. And remember, God loves you. Amen. And Jesus died for you. And the Holy Spirit is available today. Be blessed.